What's up, people? It's Air Talks. Just coming to y'all with another lecture. And, uh, I've been staying way off of Instagram. I'm not fucking with Instagram. Um, and I'm not gonna keep doing it. When I first started on Instagram, I show everybody love. I liked everybody's pictures. But now I'm realizing how fake that shit is, man. Man, that shit is just devastatingly fake. And you can easily you can easily point out some you can easily point out problems because everybody tell what the fuck they got going on on there. Um, but I just start, I'm just starting to, I'm going to stay solid. You know, like whatever I see in my updates. But keep it moving. Because that could be a place where you spend hours and not get shit done. I want to say this. I seen something on there. I said I'm going to comment on a lot of the spiritual things. Because spirituality is a market. And I want people who hear me to understand that. That shit is a hustle. It's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. We could all fly. All of us could fly if it was called for us to fly. Like, if it was called for you to fly, you already going to know that. The message is going to be sent to you. You just got to be more relaxed. And that's why meditating is good. But once you start talking about meditating, you start talking about the spirituality market. You know, I could sell you a, a, a tape on how to meditate. I could sell you a book on how to meditate. I could uh, give you some stones and help you meditate better. I can give you some mushrooms. I can give you some trees, if you know what I'm talking about. Herbs. All that will help you meditate better. But it's a market. Think about event. Nobody sold that information how to meditate. Who? I mean, people would not know how to meditate. It's a market. It was, you know, it's bought and sold. It's buyers and it's sellers. You know what I'm saying? Once you get to a certain level, you start becoming such a buyer and you become a seller. And if you don't want to sell, then you just get the fuck out the way. And continue to buy, but you buying, <clears throat> knowing that it's a market, and that any opportunity, you can sell it. It's called spirituality, and like I said, like I'm sticking to my guns. You know, it's mainly these Euro- Europeans, Eurasians, that have marketed. They've marketed all the religions. They market all the spiritual spirituality. They market all the the astral stuff like the dreaming, lucid dreamings. Um, they if you go look on Google, they marketed that too. What dreams mean? What this spirituality mean? They marketed all the animals. When you go look it up, 
what does this animal all that's got something to do with European Eurasian you know you have to dig deep and find somebody who um, is just writing genuinely but truth be told the person that writes genuinely is you know copied just how they did the ancients um, on what they call Middle East now Africa they copy them they study them and then they copy it. Now, in today's society, they'll see your internet post, read it, consider it, take it, and copy it. And that, to to the European understanding, what a lot of black people is going for now is it's okay to copy. It's okay to copy down to the last, to the last word. It's okay because... That means, you know, you're giving credit half the time. You're not giving credit, but they just believe it's good to copy. That's what an artist does. They say a good artist copies, a bad artist steals, you know, but the other way around, you know. Artists steal from other artists in order to, in order to come up with a own ideas and that's not just for that's not just for whites but that's for blacks too. A lot of black artists like stealing other people's concepts <clears throat> and making it a thing. A lot of black artists like to get a good concept and duplicate it, make copy. But to the European mindset, that's perfectly fine. You know. Um, but it's not good if you don't get a credit where it's due. You know, you ain't, you ain't giving the credit to the person you took it from. You know, that said a lot about you. Um, but, okay, so, like I said, it's. Uh, market you can and and the real person winning out of all this I must say is Google place like Google Amazon Microsoft all these internet global companies they're winning because they're gonna start monopolizing answers and history and searches so when you start looking up stuff they say 90% of people don't go past the first page once they get the once they get the answer they're looking for. So that means once they see that first answer pop up, that's what they're going with. It's a market. So it's the same thing with these chakras. It's the same thing with all of these different scientific studies. You do better just really coming out with your own. You know, coming out with your own study on the body in this auric field. Um, you know, but my thing is, when I run into the right information, and I know somebody else ain't ran into that information, it don't make me no. It don't make me no better. It don't make me no right. It don't make me no more, no more righteous. 
and somebody else. But I know that when I get led to some information, I know it's available for me to see. It was meant for me to see. Now, for the person that's judging harshly or that's super righteous, it's not meant for them to see. It's not meant for them to see both sides and, you know, weigh it out correctly and tell the truth where it need to be told. So, they only truth is this one side of truth where they was never led to information that would make them question the the things they believe in. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, question the things you believe in because if you were so assured in these things that you did believe in originally, you would never make the change. You would never be offended when you see something that questions your belief. You would not be so quick to curse and try and attack. You wouldn't because you'd be strong in your belief. Now, if somebody, you know, wanted to fight or something, it's a difference. You know, that's a difference. But I let people wait it out. When I go in, when I get some good information, it's because it was available. It's... None of this stuff is hidden. A lot of the times, you hide it from yourself by just not going and finding it, not exploring, you know. Growing up, I realized a lot of people had this thing that I call now. It's the leadership complex. You see what I'm saying? It's a leadership issue within themselves so if it wasn't clarified that you were supposed to lead this or you were supposed to follow this it's a it becomes an issue you see what I'm saying so people had that that issue with the leaders the ones who have it clear have it clarified well, I'm supposed to be leading something. Um, if it's me, then if it's just me, then it's just me. This is this is who I lead. I lead myself. And for some reason, it's a special ability that a lot of people cannot assume. They think that being a leader is leading hundreds. 50, you know, thousands of people, but it's not, you know, you could be leading them, but you could be leading them into the wrong direction. You might not be leading yourself. Something might be leading you to lead these thousands of people. So it's not on your word. Totally, it's not on your word. It's on the person that that's really leading you. So first, 
the complex is when you find out that you ain't leading a hundred, you ain't leading a thousand people, you're only leading yourself. That's when people get a little bit misconstrued because now they like, well, I'm doing all this work and this person ain't changing. I'm doing all of this, but that person ain't listening. Because the truth is, you only can control what you do for the most part. Unless you unless you learn some forms of manipulation, then you can start to control what goes on around you totally. You got to learn some forms of power. But, um, yeah, so get that out the way. I don't know who I help with that. But I want to keep it kind of short. Now, if somebody, I haven't fully understood this concept, but I'm going to share with y'all because I've been thinking about this for a long time and been talking about it for a long time. When somebody passed a spiritual issues and problems to you, how do you handle it? If, let's say the morning before you met this person, you woke up good, the skies was clear, everything was good, and then you have a conversation with this person about all the negative things, bad things that happened, you know, since the last week. And then when you leave them, you start dealing with a whole bunch of turmoil, but you woke up. The whole week, everything was, you know, doable. And then after you meet this person and y'all go in on what what didn't happen in that neighborhood, it's negative, whatever negative vibe, the bad things, the death, the murder, the shoot, the fighting, the killing. And all of a sudden, you know, you had the biggest argument at home or something going on, you know, you or you fighting with somebody in the streets. That's because you welcome and accepted the negative aura from having that conversation about all the negative things. Especially if your whole week was positive. You ain't have no issues. And your aura your oil field carries a lot of the remnants of energy that work on a daily basis. And your aura is basically outside of you. And most people know it. But I seen this this uh, older white lady on Instagram. And she had got it figured out because her aura was shining in the picture. And it's almost like you become a burning flame. (laughs) And the color that kind of, you know, I think it's the color of your protection or your spiritual um, energy starts to surround you totally. And you can feel it. 
If you start to rub your two hands together, you can feel the energy between both of your hands. That's how it starts. That's how they teach you. And it's and like I said, it's all marketable. So you can pay to find this out. And it's like it's called life energy. It's called chi. Chi energy. And all you have to do is continuously move your hands apart from each other and together and you'll feel uh, energy. That is part of your auric field. Um, but like I said, when you get into a situation and you ain't high enough, you're not over these people. You don't control other people. So when they putting stuff into your when they putting words into your life or for you to hear, it could be downgrading you, getting you stuck in a stupid position. That's just the negative part, but you also got people that's able to build up your aura. You got people that's able to strengthen strengthen you. Cause I don't want to just think about the negative side. But that's the power available when you start saying the right things to each other. You start speaking the right things, then you strengthen the aura. So it makes it makes it a lot harder when your aura feels activated and is working for stress to enter. It's almost like you live in a different world. And um Yeah, so it's like denying stress. Because stress tries to become, it tries to suck the auric feel out of you. It tries to weaken you. It tries to weaken your auric feel. Because once you get to stressful, the stressful body is a lot weaker. That's how you get the corona. That's how you get the motherfucking cancer. That's how you get the fatigue. That's how you get the mental issues. Because your org feel isn't isn't vibrant. It isn't it isn't shining. Now when you depress your org feel, you know. That's why I say shit you on my skin, you getting on my skin, you getting on my nerves, you know. It's because your oil feels is not even available. Because somebody then somebody is using words and it's fucking with your energy. Um we overlook this shit when we start just accepting the depression. Accepting the negativity. Um, whenever you, as a person, speak out out against it, you start to shine a little bit more. The words that come towards you start to be a little more on the hate side. You know, it start to become more of an attack towards you. Um, whenever you start speaking out against this negative energy, that fucks up your aura feel. 
you know. That's what the... And this is the last thing I'm going to say. But this is a side note. Because I know I talk about gemstones a lot. That's the positive of the diamonds and the gemstones. Because these, these gemstones shine your aura. It help you connect to your aura. Um a lot better. Now it do magnify. Certain stones magnify your emotional self, your emotional body, your stress body. It might magnify your stress times ten. But also when you're in a happy mood, it might magnify your happy aura times ten. So that's what the diamonds is good for. And all the stones is good for that. This is, like I said, this is the last thing I'm going to say. So, this is what the stones is good for around your neck, around your wrist, you know, around your waist. The girls wear them around their waist, around your ankle, you know. These help with your auric feel. It's hard to be stressed when you have a high a high vibrational stone on on you. It's hard for stress to sit there and relax on you when you got a high vibrational energy on you. You know, so it kind of shakes off a lot of negativity. Like, for instance, I done seen a lot of people that I knew was coming with a negative vibe. And let me be honest with you. I done got to the point where I carry, I carry so much this high vibrational, these high vibrational stones to the point where I know that people even coming in a, in a cool, they coming to me in a cool direction. I know that something's not right. I know that the attack coming later. I know that the friction the, the the friction is coming later. I know. Because I'm not changing I'm not necessarily changing the way I think for nobody. So just cause we cool doesn't mean I'm about to start acting like how you want me to act. A saint. You want me to start acting like a saint. You want me to start acting like Jesus. You want me to start acting like something that I'm not so I can already sense it coming but I know that when somebody don't have full control over me this is like being in a relationship with somebody okay this was like you get in a relationship with somebody and they expect you to act a certain way but you don't so when you don't the relationship goes sour Go domestic violence and go all these other directions, hate energies and shit like that. It's because your vibration, you not, you already know. Like for instance, for me, I walk into a relationship like that. I already know. Shit, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Because I'm not motherfucking gonna change all the way up off the intro. I don't even know you. 
Why would I even start acting uh, 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 the way you want me to act? You ain't even express none of these things yet. So, it's a form of control. But like I said, if you have a super high vibration, then that shit, the stress cannot lay on to you. They try and make it a lifelong thing where they, that's why people hate for so long and they don't let up. That's why certain people that hate black people, they can't let it go. It's like, you know, you could be whooping their ass in the middle of the street, somebody racist, beating the fuck out of them, and they still can't let the fact go. Let let it go that they hate you. It's because you know they they don't raise their vibrations. When when you start getting to a point where you start caught like stones and stuff, you get mixed up. You get it mixed up with voodoo. You get it mixed up with this juju with all this voodoo. Yeah, they use them, but they use them for the high vibration. Because a lot of those people is dealing with death, reincarnation, psychic abilities, mental mental warfares, and mental vibrations. They want stones. They need this stuff so they can keep their energy's vibration high. Because they call in Nigeria, they call them protection beads because if somebody constantly talking bad shit about you, that's because they want to see you in the grave at the end of the day. They want to see you with nothing. They want to see you in starvation. They want to see you starve. So they're going to do everything within their control to see you starve. They gonna talk shit about you, curse you, call you broke, call you all these other names. No matter how much work you put in, these motherfuckers is putting this weight onto you. So it's good to keep the stones and the vibration energies. Cause those high vibrations from these stones will remind you when you don't remind yourself. A lot of people are like, well, I just tell myself and I but sometimes, sometimes you don't know what these people is working. These low vibrational L's is working against you. You don't know what the what the the top black magicians in a state in the United States is working against you. You don't know. Sometimes you do not know. And sometimes you become part of that cycle. But with the high vibration, you become almost a warrior to fight those things. If it's called for you to do it. Some people think it's called for them to be spiritual, this, spiritual gangster, spiritual warriors. But no, it's not called for, them to, for some of them to be that. Some of them is part of the motherfucking issue. Some of them is part of the problem. They're just marketing this shit. 
You know, you can market words. Words make billions of dollars. So you think words can't put you in the words can't put you under the under the ground? If words can make you billions and billions of dollars, why can't words leave you with nothing and leave you dead and leave you broke? So that's all I'm trying to put out there. Hopefully this one helped. I appreciate everybody new listening. And uh, believe it or not, it took a lot out of me to get this to you. But um, hopefully you can understand my concept. And I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings by saying spirituality is a market. But once you get into it for a couple of years, you realize it's a market. It's a hustle. So, um, so listen to the ads, you know, and play my other episodes. And here we go. We out. I appreciate you. One love. What's up, people? Air Toss in here. I appreciate y'all for listening. I want to say shout out to the Lakers, LeBron, taking the championship home. Shout out to the NBA for putting Black Lives Matter on their stage and showcase and leaving it up there. Letting the players wear what they want to wear on their jerseys. Letting them protest and let them have peace. I appreciate the NBA for that. And uh, I probably was the only one that was rooting for the Lakers but wasn't really rooting for the Lakers. Because I like Miami. I like to see the underdog. I never root for the 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 winners. I always root for the people that got to fight the ones that's supposed to win. That's the best position to be in. If you good, if you're supposed to be there. You know, like Jimmy Butler and them, you start to question, well, should they have been there? Knowing that, you know, Milwaukee Bucks was super good, but they they lost. You know, Miami had Hassan Whiteside, and they was really good. Dwayne Wade, they was really good. But it was funny seeing the whole team change up. And you got Jimmy Butler. I still ain't figured the Jimmy Butler thing out because he not as, he not that tall. I know he's strong, but he ain't that he ain't that stronger than LeBron James. I just can't figure out the Jimmy Butler thing. I I think he's a good orchestrator. But 2020, you cannot show these wolves that you tired. I don't care what the hell you're going through. And if you is tired, be faking that shit. You know, look like you tired, but don't be tired. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say shout out to, you know, all the finessers. You know, it's about this stamina thing so 
even when it seems like you tired, you got to hit that second gear. You know, when you tired, you got to hit that third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. If the gears got to go up to 100, that's what you got to be on. And I think once he showed that he was tired, Jimmy Butler showed he was tired, it was over with. Even if LeBron and Anthony Davis didn't, even if they didn't um, recognize how tired he was, which everybody did. I know if I did, I know they did. They seen it up close. But once once they see you tired, they about to run you. And the NBA this year, they ain't give you no three-day waiting period in a championship. They gave you t- a day and a half. And shit. I don't know how the NBA players do it, man. Run 82 games. And not get and not get tired. They own something. Some of them is on something. Cause everybody can't do that shit. I remember running eight to ten games in a in a long period. Oh no. That was it. Shit. Practice. Practice every day of the week. You was you was through by the end of the week. That's only seven days. You was through. And if, like, I used to go to the the, the uh, parks. I used to go to Gene Green in Houston and play every day. Boom, used to play every But goddamn, after about, after about a couple hours, a headache would start coming up, popping up because you dehydrated. You don't. You done killed all the water out your system because all the running, exercising. I don't see, I just don't understand. Is it the millions that keep them motivated? I would think so. If I'm getting paid a couple million to play, you know. Oh, I'm going to be up all 82 games. These legs going to have to come with me or something. I don't see how they do it, though. That's, that's very, that is... That is why I wanted to talk about this also. Because what people don't understand is, and what these racist people don't understand is, they hate the fact that, they, that their leaders, when they speak out, is because these are some of the most, these are some of the most prime athletes. Like in the ancient times when they had Olympias, and they had these places where people get it, will fight to the death one on one. These are some of the descendants of those people, and a lot of people don't understand that. So they want to try to put them in a box on what they can say and what they can't say. But at the end of the day, these are descendants of some of the some of the warriors that did this shit for entertainment. And most people, they. Yeah, nigga, whatever. But these are some of them. Like somebody like a LeBron James, like an Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant. These are some of these are some of the offsprings or some at least they they might not be the offspring, but they might be the spirits of these uh, great athletic 
people. Um, I mean, even going past just Greece, but even further, even further in history than that, you know. It was strong people way before, you know. It was strong people killing lions and animals and shit, elephants and shit way before the great the Greeks got their hand on it, you know. These people's like some of the Magi's, you know, ancient Egyptians. They, because a lot of people have proved that they're descendants from the Sub-Saharan, putting them in the mix with these light-skinned, not this brown-skinned Egyptian, they have proved their bloodline links to these same people. Everybody, most of the people that's here in America got some percentage of that descendancy. And I think that they knew these, I think that these ancients knew that this was going to happen. So they put messages for a lot of us to go back into it, go back into these, to this Nile River and get the information we need to for our own spirituality, adventures, exploration. Um, I gotta look up, I think his name is um, Bill Crowder. I think his name is Bill Crowder. And the, that's, that's my source, because there's somebody who actually mines all of the stuff that comes out of um, Egypt. You know? And he catches a lot of the hieroglyphs before they try to manipulate them. But uh, yeah, shout out to the NBA again.